Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to Weird Things. I'm Intermean, joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, hello. Mr. Justin Robert Young. Well, hello, friends. Mr. Bryce Castillo. Oh, hello, everybody. All right, gentlemen, welcome to this round of Weird Things COVID Survivor Series. Are we ready? Let's do a query. Brian, have you had COVID yet? Yeah, yeah, and I survived it. Yay! Bryce, have you had COVID yet? Uh, no, I did get my booster the other day, but I've not, uh, I've not mm. caught, not that I am aware of. Okay. Justin? Provisionally uh, accepted into the group, I guess. No, sorry. Uh, uh, I into the Indeed, uh, uh, the beta beguiler, the Delta Dodger, the Kron confounder, the sole super spreader survivor, the man for whom COVID is just too slow. Can't catch it. Can't catch me. Uh, Andrew? Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you got oh, no! it, didn't you? You got it. You had a situation, too. You were, it was, it was yeah, hard to track so, down. That's not good. Word to the wise here. Um, nobody knows anything. That's our theory right now. And I went traveling. Uh, I was in Florida. I was in Las Vegas. Traveling a bit, which basically just inviting. Just, just like saying, mm -hmm. you know, at like, you know, tail hook in Las Vegas, like, come at me. Um, and uh, Tra traveling is like the equivalent of when you're walking around Costco and everyone's offering out free samples. Yeah. You're like, yes, yeah. to all of those. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, more cheese. I'm going to the duck pond covered in bread. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I get back and like this was this was this was one of those periods where it was like the week where like you heard more people getting COVID than anybody than yep. all the people like the previous year was like everybody like the numbers don't even know. So I get back, I get sick, and then I find out, you know, I visit my parents, I found out my mom had gone, okay? I'm like, okay, and I'm, I'm feeling sick. I'm like, but it's like, I travel, and it's sort of like, I had the runny nose kind of thing, and I get that before, you know, sometimes when I travel a bit. I'm like, I don't feel like, I'm not like, uh, dying. I'm like, uh, this is, it's not the worst flu I've ever had. It's not yeah. pleasant, but it's not, you know, I would even say the aches I got from the booster were worse in a short period than what I was experiencing. Yeah. And I'm like, is this, this COVID? I don't know. And then, you know, I was feeling kind of really just no energy, whatever. My girlfriend's like, you should get tested. I'm like, eh, whatever it is, I'm going to have to endure it. And then there's an urgent care across the street from me. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I should probably just know. So I go in there. I'm like, Hey, I'd like, uh, I would like to get a COVID test. Like, Oh, do you want to do the, uh, do you want to do the antigen test? Do you want to do the PCR? I'm like, what's the difference? Like, one's 95 and one's $199. I'm like, I don't care. I want the best test. <laughs> you know, me, you know, money exactly. bags testing. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, well, you know, if you're already symptomatic and I'm like blowing my nose constantly, then the antigen test should be fine. That should be good. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what the doctors say. If you do the antigen test, if you already have the symptoms, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I get the antigen test. Go home, get a call like 30 minutes. I'm there actually right there. And they come back, congratulations, you don't have COVID. You're negative. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. No COVID for me. I'm which, a COVID dodger. Which, by Hasn't the way, that, uh, that, that's always a weird moment where it's like, congratulations. I mean, I'm still sneezing, but. but <laughs> Nobody say congratulations. Nobody. It's not like Brian. They, they handed, put a, you know, put a, you know, lanyard around my neck and yeah. give me flowers. Oh, right. All the doctors yeah. come out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I I definitely wore a ribbon that said uh, first COVID of my friends. So they're like, you're negative. I'm like, okay, I go home. And my girlfriend's like, what's up? I'm like, um, uh, say actually fiance now because of our announcement, but that's mm. neither here nor there. But anyhow, um, I get home. I'm like, oh, and then like two days later, she's sick. And I'm like, well, that ain't good. And she's like, I want to get tested. I'm like, well, I came back negative. What's the point? They told me. I'm like, ah, fine. So I take her to go test it. I'm like, you know what? Let's do that PCR test instead of the antigen test. So she gets the PCR test. An hour later, you got COVID. I'm like, huh. Interesting. Pretty sure she has what I had. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, you know, my mom tested. I don't know what my mom tested for, but I'm like, I wonder. I'm like, you know what? I go back across the street. I'm like, I would like a PCR test. So now I'm like, I'm like, you know, 500 bucks into testing now. <laughs> and uh, I'm curious. And they're like, <laughs> testing. Get tested. Not even once. Later. 
Hour later, PCR, congratulations, you have COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, huh. Um, well, that's interesting because I'm like telling the clip, I'm not yelling. I'm like, you know, you've been telling people do the antigen test because you're symptomatic. I took the antigen test. It said negative. How many people have been coming in here? What's the ratio? Am I a, am I this weird I, statistical outlier? Well, I, I read up on this because those two different tests are two different sensitivities, right? The yes. the PCR is much more sensitive, so it notices more latent, uh, more more latent uh, um, virus in, yeah. in your stream Viral versus load. Yeah, versus the antigen, which is a higher, which is a uh, 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 has a lower sensitivity, so you need to have more of a load to test to detect. More of a load, yeah. Which is supposed to, t t they say, key into your like uh, contagious level. Like once, once the, once the, uh, once the PCR antigen test, once, can, yeah, once yeah. the antigen test can't detect it, you're less contagious. Might but less you might contagious. still have it, right? And you may have, but here's the problem. Okay. Uh, I got home, and a couple hours later, New York Times has an article, hey, the antigen test is, is reliable with Omicron. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. The other problem is that if you took the antigen test, and, and people, when and you're getting, we're getting advice based upon, in the perfect scenario, well, if you take it three days into the window of you have it, I'm like, who knows what that is? Nobody. You don't right. know. Nobody has right. any Nobody idea. Knows. Yeah. And if you took the antigen test, and you're like, oh, I'm clean. They're like, well, that's because you're no longer contagious. Great. Do I go tell the people that I was around four days before? No, I wouldn't because I had an antigen test. I don't have COVID. And you're like, that's the problem. It's like, again, nobody knows anything. And so it's fine. It's fine for us to have be in a state of we don't quite understand. It's when people speak confidently. And that bothered me a bit about the clinic. Like, oh, yeah, no. Well, the doctor said this. I'm like, well, here are two reports. Go take these back to your doctors and show them. You have at least one example of somebody who 24 hours ago tested negative with an antigen and 24 hours later, pause on a piece. And I've had people go, well, that's because you were at the higher stage. I'm like, no, I was past the big symptoms at that point. It's like, yeah, nobody knows anything. So uh, confounding things even farther, uh, I, I have read that uh, Omicron is an upper respiratory infection that doesn't make it down to the lungs, which is good uh, theoretically because it does less damage or whatever. Uh, but but that it also changes if you do an antigen test it's possible that you should do it twice, one in your nose and then one in the back of your throat because people yep. have uh, anecdotally reported that they get different results. I've heard that, I, and, and very possibly. And I think I would say that the frustrating part was like I read that New York Times study, and they're like, well, we did a study of like 30 people. And I'm like, you mean like the FDA and like the CDC doesn't have like 10 different research hospitals right now ongoing every week doing these kinds of like testing these kids, testing this stuff on like a big effort. You would think that would make kind of sense to be able to say like to do preliminary sort of stuff like this, but it see it still seems so slapdash and haphazard. Well, and, and the CDC eh, had a bit of a rough start to their messaging on <laughs> on well, all of this. Some, some, some might also say they've had a rough that middle and a, uh, <laughs> a, a pretty dicey current position. I'm trying to be real generous. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that, that uh, uh, the most generous uh, 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 dissection of the CDC's messaging, I think, came from former FDA head Scott Gottlieb, who, who is somebody who just wrote a book about the COVID response, but and and who knows exactly how much FDA CDC rivalry is? I have no idea. But his point was the CDC is not there. They're not built for in the moment messaging. They are built for long term studies for which they are so risk averse. They are so scared of their own shadow that they will only say things at their best. They will only say things that they are very 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 sure is true. The the stuff that happens now when people are looking to them and they're being asked to do. These incremental stuff plays to all the weaknesses of that entire structure. They're 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 not good at it. They're not good at fact gathering. They're not good at, at at bureaucratically finding something that would be a good and valuable message to a frightened public. They are they are just this is not something that they are built was, for at all. Was it a CDC message or an FDA message to cut up your T-shirts and wrap them around your face two years ago? I. I, I don't know where the mask guidance initially came from. I mean, everything was so kind of one mouthpiece with like the federal government at that point. But sure. like, 
uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the noble lie of don't wear masks or no, you should wear masks, but also wear cloth masks because we don't want you all to go buy N95 masks as if immediately everybody was going to go buy N95 masks. Or I guess enough people that would affect hospital PPE. That that's, that's, I mean, again, it's, it's when, when you get into a situation where you're like, sure, we just need to lie. But if we tell the right lie, it's going to be for the best reasons. I, it's not great. I'm at the point too, where when they said no masks, like, because now we're told like there that my I realized there was like that the kind of the rephrase like well we had to tell people this because of this like like no I don't think you knew I don't think you bothered to ask the questions like I look at this because it was a respiratory virus I think that you guys that people or people in charge went off with half-assed information they hadn't been critically evaluating and then then they're like well we knew but we had I'm like no I don't think I don't I think because like you look at the mistakes made along the way when they ignored experts on airborne viruses and stuff when they just flat out the WHO is flat out shutting people down and stuff and that I think it's kind of more of a like uh we we decided to say we thought this because we didn't bother to do the science <laughs> is what it feels like now yeah i mean uh, 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 i i think i don't know of a of a a national or international health organization for which uh, I mean, an American or an international health organization for which I think I've looked at and been like, damn, thank God they're around. I'm really yeah. glad. I'm really glad that I, these guys are here. Yeah, like my, the thing about the whole, oh, we told people not to wear masks because we needed to save them. It's like, okay, cool. So you got this airborne virus ripping through the entire population at a rapid pace. And you're like, yeah. no, don't wear masks. We need to save them for the hospitals. That That's when I look back, I go like, well, that, that's just stupid. It just Doesn't seems seem dumb. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're like, like, you know, maybe focus putting them an elderly and at risk. So it's like, you know, we're still, the accountability is frustrating. And it's, you know, we've got uh, uh, Matt, Matthew, uh, Matt Ridley in Elena Chan's book, Viral, has been out now for a couple of weeks. It's getting great reviews and pushback. And the point of the book is like to look into sort of the origins of COVID. Yeah. And they still get people who go, what difference does it make? They're going like, what, why should we even bother? Cause it might, you know, do we want to anger? And we still get people going, we, why do, why should we know this? And it's like, right. There are rumors, you know, that Omicron, like people say Omicron could have been another lab escape. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to start anything and say that we, we don't have evidence for it, but we know that in Taiwan recently, there was an outbreak in a lab and they, they documented, they explained it. They were very forthcoming about it. The Taiwanese were very forthcoming. We had an accident. There was an outbreak here. And that shows you the right way to do it. You got to know a lot of things don't happen. And we are, we may be more at risk now. I used to think at the start of this, oh, 10 years from now, we're going to be better off than we were before because of all the mRNA stuff. I don't feel that way anymore because the fact that we're two years in and nobody even wants to look at the labs and how these things are being handled and the way things, we're not getting the data we're supposed to be. And we're getting a lot of scientists pushing back and saying, oh, does it make a difference? It's like, yeah, we've got millions of people dead and we don't know where it came from. And we have people who are trying to scientists trying to shut down other scientists who are saying we need answers to these questions. And that terrifies me. So uh, among your worries, uh, have you lost faith in mRNA vaccines or or is no, it more I, I just communication? MRNA. Yeah, I believe in mRNA. I think mRNAs are, could, will be huge. But I think the patent, the problem is, is that. The community early on, when the the idea that there was a, the evidence, the uh, evidence that it was a lab leak came out, you had scientific journals publishing papers with people saying, "No, this is a this is rumor mongering, whatever." And it turns out, a year took a year to get some of them to even admit the fact that they were biased or that they had been associated with the research to do proper disclosures. Scientific journals took spent a year not disclosing the fact that people saying this is BS were the people involved in funding. Yeah. You have a huge disclosure problem. You have a huge data problem. You have a government in the case of China that does not want to cooperate, isn't providing data on this. And you have people who are doing, you know, well-intentioned research. Let's look at a lab leak getting shut down by mainstream scientists and other people. I'm not talking about the conspiracy theorists in the anti-vax community and people like that, that no amount of evidence will convince them otherwise, but literally trying to do a genuine investigation is being criticized and shut down by this and not supported. That terrifies me because now there are way more labs researching these things. Yeah, way so, more labs. So, so and, you and, you are you are you are saying that there is institutional rot amongst the yes. scientific community, and and that is something that has been laid bare by this pandemic. And and so if we look at this as okay, well, when we're on the other side of this, there'll, there'll be a teachable moment. We'll have something far more relevant than 1918 to understand a a pandemic of you you're saying well 
hopefully, but we, we, if you look at, at, at where our floorboards are in terms of, of how creaky everything was and the fact that they don't seem to be uh, repairing themselves now, then, then maybe if they survive this, then it's going to be even worse 10 years from now. Uh, two years ago, we had dozens of labs around the world that were doing viral research, and many of them were very sloppy. Many of them were stuck. We're doing things, and you know, you talk about the bio level safety standards and stuff that were violating stuff. You had leaks all the time. We had SARS virus got out multiple times. We know this. There have been previous minor pandemic epidemics that have been caused by leaks. This is this is known. This is known. This is a problem. Two years ago, we had we get this, which. The evidence, I think, strongly supports lab leak. That's my personal opinion like this. Now we went from dozens of labs doing this kind of research to now we have hundreds of labs doing this kind of research. And we have we can't even account for what happened before. And now we have hundreds of labs doing this sort of research, which I would be all for. I'm pro-science if I had any confidence that the people doing this were acting, the, the ones, the bureaucrats running these sorts of things and the, the officials running this we're well-intentioned in behaving that, and that has not been the case. That right. is uh, and, and that is one of those things where it's like you have to assume that everybody is a good-faith negotiator, which is curious to me because uh, uh, every morning I open up New York Times to look at their uh, coronavirus dashboard, and uh, for many months uh, or weeks, I've been happy in a weird way to, to see, like, yes, we're seeing the Omicron variant uh, continue to go up, but we're seeing number of deaths go down. Now we're starting to see deaths go up. But then there's this global map. And uh, and, and at this point, like, like uh, Canada, America, just dark purple, black or whatever. Uh, that, and that is the most the most infected on their color map. Correct. Uh, as is uh, Australia. But meanwhile, like uh, mainland China, just still reporting no problems here. Like, like uh, our, our uh, uh, yeah, no, three thousand people dead, uh, and they were all in Taiwan. Isn't that crazy? Uh, okay, so I mean, I, I, I don't want to. Well, they, they just, they just reported yesterday the first cases of Omicron in China, and remember the the Chinese response is tremendous amounts of testing, huge amount of testing, and the moment somebody tests positive, they shut down that city. Yeah, they literally shut down the city, and you know you've got, you know, uh, so yeah, I don't, I, I want to see, I want to know what happened to the old, old folks' homes and some of the prisons early on in China, like, you know, yeah, suspect, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, on our spinoff foreign policy things, I feel like we can all have very, very pointed opinions about the the, the Chinese Communist Party and their handling and transparency on this. But uh, uh, in 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 general, uh, it is it is very interesting to understand where politics and science intersect. And I think Andrew, that's your larger point here: is that between the bureaucratic rot. Uh, and then understanding that in a world in which governments and and large political forces will lean on on uh, uh, these organizations to shape the truth and control them with funding, it's it's an issue. It is a real I issue. Think, and the question comes up to why is there not been an investigation? It, it, it can be multiple reasons. One of the things was uh, there are very few people capable who understand this this who understand you know you know, biology, understand this and understand these organizations. And when you try to draw upon the pool of people, who would you have investigate this? And this has happened before when we've had like anthrax, like who we're going to investigate, who, who are we going to ask to go look into this anthrax and this thing? Well, our number one person to ask is also our number one suspect. The people involved, there are, you're talking about, and, and, and this is not a, Hey, I blame China thing because the latest, you know, the latest theory is that this research was funded by the U.S. and via groups like EcoHealth Alliance and whatnot, who have not who have received millions and millions of dollars of funding from the government to then dole that out to different groups and have not been forthcoming. They have we've been groups have been fighting the government to get documents for government funded research. You know, people complain about hey, government funded research in journals that you have to pay access to. We can't even just get documents explaining where was the money going to were we importing were we paying to import bats from laos into wuhan and and some people are going wait we were paying for like we were doing turns out we were doing gain of function that stated we were paying to do gain of function research in a chinese lab that shares space with the chinese military that's uh, cool. a progress that's that's uh bringing everybody together what could go wrong 
cool. That's like a James Bond plot. Like we think some money has been diverted to this lab and they're importing bats. Like you could build a whole story. Like, no, no, it's totally cool, guys. It's totally cool. They told me it's cool. That's kind of the challenge of this show. <laughs> yeah. Like that. It's it theories. It just, I'm just, he's just asking questions. Just ask questions. Yeah. Well, but, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, one last question that, that is not a blame game. Uh, 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 I, I believe it was this morning was the first time I, I read about a, a, a Delta Cron variant. Uh, <sighs> I'm in a pizza hut. I'm in the Taco Bell. I'm in the combination Pizza yeah. Hut and Taco Bell. Who knew the Hasbro cartoon series writers from the 1980s were planning this thing out? <laughs> uh, yeah. So is that a real thing? I, 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 I. So a professor at the University of Cyprus said it. Said Delta Cron. Um, uh, CNBC I mean, says that they found 20. Good branding. Um, so I feel like there's a thing that I've wanted to do for a while, and I think I kind of cracked it on like why tech journalism, science journalism, and I would assume a lot of other niche journalism uh, that has this element is really just become crap. Uh, and, and by and large, I don't mean that there's not really, really good people doing really, really good work. There almost always is. But if we're going to judge the industry as a whole, a lot of crappy stuff uh, comes through. And part of it is the idea of just rewriting the press release. Um, and, and this is the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, so one guy says the thing. At, at some point, it comes up in somebody's uh, Google News alert, or it is a, a press release that somebody put, puts out, and then that goes around the world. Flu Rona goes around the world. Delta Cron goes around the world. Like, uh, uh, it's just, I don't know what it helps. I don't, I don't know if anybody who tests positive for Delta Cron or flu or flu Rona is going to know the difference. I, I don't know. I mean, unless it's measurably more contagious or more deadly, I don't know why we need to hear about it. And, and yet like, here we are. Are, are 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 we literally at the point where it's like just n I, a reasonable person can throw their har arms up and say, "Yeah, there's no way to tell. I have no idea." No, it, I, I, can we go back to that tweet for a second? Sure, sure. Um, my my issue is that I'm not gonna. We have a tweet that says, "Okay, let's make this teachable moment." There's no such thing as Delta Cron. Like, there's no such thing as Florona. Okay, um, they did not form a super variant. I think that's very likely. What they're saying is true, but that. Pointing out this didn't happen and this is probably this. I don't like that tone. I don't like the. I'm telling you this isn't a real thing. Yeah. When the, the authoritarian take. Yeah, it bothers me because yeah. we've been getting those for two years, and the number of times they've been proven false. The people I listen to is like probably not true because those are the people who are like easier for them to go back and go. You know what? Now that I know, when you say no, it's not this. Then you put yourself in a corner where when you get other evidence, you don't want to go, oh, I uh, well, you don't want to say you're wrong. But if you go, I don't think it is. And then if you go, what about this? It's like, oh, now that I know that, yeah. And so I, I get bothered by those takes. Well, I mean, I think largely because it brings us closer to the idea of scientism instead of science, right? Yep. Like yep. scientism is a, is a religion and science is a pursuit, uh, a very messy, boring, long-tailed pursuit for which... Uh, uh, can radically change courses when you are talking about the small sample sizes of an ongoing problem. And uh, I mean, I ag I agree with you, Andrew. Um, and also, I look at this case of this Delta Cron thing or the Fluorona thing and think, well, like, are if if there are, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's not like those news stories are catching on because they are the height of of scientific. Uh, um, I don't know procedure Rigor. and cleanliness, right? Um, and so I under I understand the the desire to kind of slash through the noise with a I simpler with a simpler message, which is, which is these things did not happen, rather than these things probably cool. didn't. Maybe I, I, let I'm, me flash you. I flash back two years ago, and I write a letter to Yahoo News Science because they have an article. Uh, this thing out of China is the flu is way more dangerous, and here's why. And it's only only this many cases are. And I'm like, 
hey, uh, I don't, I wrote to the, the, the science writer, I'm like, I don't know what to make of this, but you know, by your own data, you say the rate at which it spread. This sounds like a month from now, this is going to be a really huge problem. And it was a, hey, dummies, the flu is worse than this. And we got those two years ago. No, it's not a problem. Flu is worse. Flu kills more people than this, this coronavirus has, you know? And then there were a number of hot takes like that from the experts. And it's like, no, this, and it's like, uh, you know, we don't have enough information. So you can say, based upon what we know, doesn't sound legit. And people are like, well, that sounds like a wishy-washy headline. Yeah, because you don't have facts. When you don't have the real data, you got to say that. Well, and that and that gets, you know, I think, uh, uh, Bryce, if I can, uh, uh, you know, interrogate your point a little bit, that part of it is uh, when you're in a health crisis, right? Like you do need more direct messaging, uh, uh, and and maybe these kinds of messages need to be heard by people uh, uh, louder and quicker. Um, and I think that there is a room for that. I I just kind of wish that those messages were more about things that I think people really realistically uh, uh, affects them more than a existential threat like. Like fluorona or 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 cron cron delta delta cron. I'm fine for direct. Like if that person said, "Hey, there has been zero verif this is zero verification has happened elsewhere, or whatever." Most likely, thing if they said specific state to the facts of this, and you can make a very damning case. But it's like I remember 20 years ago, I uh, knew somebody who worked in the Pentagon who leaned uh uh was uh. Air Force and and then told me, you know, was very adamant about WMDs. Like, oh no, pull, told me personally, like, oh yeah, we have evidence of WMDs. It's there. I'm like, are you sure? Like, oh yeah, we do. I'm like, well, this person, because they're they're kind of, they're kind of an outsider sort of person, their point of view in this. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then that sort of fell apart. And then 10 years later, this person was running for office and their thing was like, you know, they lied to you saying we had WMDs and we did it, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you told me you knew. You told me, and now you're on the other side of this. And I'm like, who who do I believe? And that was one of my first experience of people like, oh yeah, no, we know. And I'm like, I don't know anybody knows, you yeah. know. And 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 I like that uh, positioning of of uh, I, I I'm always dubious when people call people liars because lying is a tricky and difficult business. It's much, much easier to just be wrong. And, mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of people who are wrong. And every so often, somebody has a wrong headline that the world is ready to hear. And it spreads like wildfire. And we get Delta Cron or whatever. And I, I catch myself doing this all the time where somebody will tell me something and somebody I think would be pretty credible. And I'll repeat it to somebody else like, oh, yeah, no, we know this, da, da, da. And I stop and I'm like... No, you don't know that. You you yeah. believe that person who told you this, and like I'm I'm guilty, super guilty of doing that all the time. Well, Justin Robert Young said this, and he's never wrong. True, he's, I mean, he's no never else wrong. is never wrong. That that uh, is true. Well, actually. the fact that truth is a malleable concept and an illusion we build up to keep ourselves asleep at night, but also that you can go to patreon.com slash weird things where you can support this very very show. Look, and Andrew Maine was babbling and shaking with COVID. Oh, barely staying alive. The only thing that, that kept his eyes alight was knowing that you, dear listener, were paying each and every week to get the Weird Things podcast in your life. If you become a patron, you also get the After Things podcast before anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, though, like every so often in a fever dream, somebody will speak pure, lucid truth. And I remember hearing, mm -hmm. I might have dreamed this, but I remember hearing him say, the more they give, the truer it gets. Yes, that's and, true. And, and, and I believe that to this mm -hmm. day. Facts. Uh, find out for yourself, friends. <laughs> Hear the true voice of God <laughs> by giving us money at patreon.com slash weird things. Uh, donations may not in involve the true voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, Justin, Brian. Yeah, yeah, what's up, fam? Guys, what's you want, up? You want, you want to take an airplane trip? I'm going to put Let's you guys in airplane. Let's go, man. If there's one thing that Brian and I are very scared of, it's airplane trips. So finally, we'll take our first one. All right. So you're in an airplane together. All right. Little little plane. Small plane, like a little prop plane or, or, or a little, little jet plane. plane? Little prop plane? Little puddle uh, jumper? Yeah. And 
and I hate to say it, you're having problems, engine problems. Uh-oh. Now, now, but, don't worry. I, I saw a Reddit video where somebody had the engine just go out. He just coasted on down. Ain't no big deal. I run to the back of the plane to balance it out. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just taking a guess. Yes. And you're able to buy precious seconds so Brian can land the plane. Good. Okay. Also, uh, clear, clear my thoughts because, I mean... We were in the middle of a podcast. We thought it'd be funny. Uh, Podcast on a plane. I want this podcast off this MFN plane. Mm -hmm. That was the whole conceit. I'm glad. But now now we've landed. Now I'm focusing on landing the plane. Cool. All right. The plane crashes. Oh, no. You're alive. A little disoriented. But you know what? The cops showed up. Uh, uh, can I look around and see where we are? Like, like could you describe? You're, you're in a plane crash. You're well, sort of I, at smoky whatever. No, I, I, I know, I know. But yeah, is it but, jungle but, 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 or like, city? Like, or no, you're rural? in the middle of city. Middle of city. Middle, middle of, of a city. city. Uh, well, you well, found uh, what color are the flashing lights? They're they're blue and red. You Good. found a place to land your plane. What and the cops are day and you year up. is it? <laughs> like literally yesterday. Okay. Um, I remember this now. Now that now okay. that we have a context, yeah. I do remember all right. this. Good, yeah. good. Because yeah. I was all right, let's go. And the cops pull you free. All right. Thanks, our men and women in blue. Yep. And you're like, Phew. Ha-ha. that was bad. that was about as worse as it could get. Who boy. Exactly. Uh, Brian. We did it. Um, high fives. You crashed a plane. Why am I high fiving you? Uh, uh, any crash you can walk away from, pretty rad. Yeah. Right? Hey, Bryce, sure. do you want to show them the video footage of their crash? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah I was there, and I I got a, I got a shot of it. So yeah. just if you guys want to. It's a pretty see. good crash. Uh, yes, here we go. We can't. Oh, there we go. My God! And there's the train running right through your airplane that you landed on the train tracks. I I I think that's a violation of my rights as a plane lander. <laughs> oof, 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 oof! There were a lot of people on that track. Holy out of the crap! Way. Yeah, no, it is right there on the track. I'll tell you what, this is a gritty reboot of planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> and there is. There is, uh, there's like Jesus. So yeah, the, the fuselage gets rammed by this uh, uh, train, and the person who is recording this oh on IG stories, Bryce, uh, me, yeah, Bryce, yeah, Bryce nearly Bryce gets hit. There, I'm sending you a link, Bryce, of Whoa. body cam footage from the cops next to it. Uh, uh heroes, all of them. Um, so everybody is out of the plane. plane. Everybody's out of the plane. Uh, and now they're just watching to see what happens when a train runs over it. Or I well, guess they probably I mean, weren't focused on the train. I mean, but 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 you watch, would think that this. train people oh, yeah. and plane people talk, right? They're all like, uh, no, they've been bitter enemies for <laughs> centuries. Okay. <laughs> all right. Go, 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 oh, jeez. Oh wow! No. Wow! Wow! Oh, my God. Oh my god. Okay, all right. They were literally dragging him away as it hit the plane. Oh my god. No word yet on the extent of his injuries or any injuries. Jeez. So number one, yeah. that dude landing on the on I mean, of all the places to land a plane on the train tracks. Holy smokes. But number two, uh, uh good on those cops, man. Pulled this yeah. guy out with seconds to spare. Yeah, dude. Holy. Plus uh double props for the fact that it was Boba Fett from the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, terrifying. And, you know, we get a lot of headlines about cops every day. Something to this danger or magnitude happens where was, was, these what, people are risking their lives to save somebody. Wasn't yeah. there a uh, children's book called, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> like, and it was just a series of like, uh, unfortunately you fell out of a plane. Fortunately you had a parachute. Unfortunately, there was a hole in it. Fortunately, uh, uh, Spider-Man uh, webbed it. it it's uh, uh, this is like a short version. This is the live-action version of that. Yeah. Ugh. 
Uh, God, man, that, that is, that is harrowing. That was life and death within, within seconds. I mean, geez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a good. Uh, where was that? By the way, do we, do we, can we shout out? California. That was in Bacoima like or something. Yeah. Damn. So, so things that had to have happened, dude successfully crash lands a plane. Uh, probably doesn't have time to really think about, uh, the wisdom of, landing on train tracks but 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 the cops get there very very quickly i assume to pull him out in time like 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 i i, I would love to know like a second by second timeline because by the way i would imagine if you crash a plane you are not normally being ripped out by three people uh as fast as possible considering you might have some kind of back injury or some kind of leg injury for which you you want to like stability and compression is is of 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 key but you also don't want to get hit by a train so they yank this dude out like he's a ragdoll yeah speaking of which uh only one of them got out it was the guy behind the yoke uh not uh-oh Oh no! Not his co-pilot. Yeah. No, no. I walked out the back and went to the Jack in the Box on yeah. the corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was getting those tiny tacos. That's so um, good. Num, 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 You're num, like, num, num, num. hey, what's going? Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> no ticket. Hey, when are we gonna gas up the plate? <laughs> I got some extra. T- I guess they're mine now. Yeah. Uh, that is extraordinary. I, I mean, I mean, it's like heroes all around heroes to the guy, uh, because think about it. The guy could have derailed the train by, yeah. by overcompensating, hitting the brake too hard. The cops could have overreacted and uh, done nothing. Uh, uh, or, uh, but, but luckily they got the guy out. Uh, Boba Fett escaped. Uh, it's amazing. And you think there's who knows how many, well, it's a train. So probably 12 people on it. But yeah, people on board the train. <laughs> what was that? Oh, we hit an airplane. Ah, oh, ha, ha, ha. Titter, titter, titter as they go back to the dining car. <laughs> well, uh, we are going to have to delay the grand ball by 30 Maverick's minutes. Maverick's got his royal flush as he's about ready to win, you know. Oh, it's a steamboat. <laughs> Next Sorry. up. Now we're coming up to the uh, submarine convention. Don't worry. I'm sure it can. <laughs> I mean, how many times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll just have to get past the mole creatures digging machine convention. <laughs> you like, I just imagine like in a cop movie where the, the chief is like, well, I'm reading your report here. All right, this is what I want. Uh, uh, Brian, you're the officer. Justin, you're the police chief. Yeah. And you just read, you know, Brian's got a history of being kind of sloppy with his reports. And you're reading a report mentioning planes and trains. <laughs> Look, I was yeah. more Hold on, I was, hold on. I was I'm, getting in, I'm getting into character. Usual. I'm getting into character. Hold on, hold on. Let I'm me getting... and let me just no, no, no. sign my yeah. name. Hand it over oh, here. So, Brian, there you go. Uh, okay. okay. All right, Pulowski. <sighs> Yep. Yep. Oh, I just found out your name's not Pulowski. Yep. 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 So wait, hold on. You're 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 here to tell me. Yep. That there was a plane. Uh, th- yes. Landed on a train track. Uh, crash landed. Yep. Yep. Right on the train track. Well, I mean, uh, either either that or there was high traffic areas on either. The guy's really a hero if you think about it. He avoided all the the the, the auto pedestrian traffic. Managed to land. Just on the one strip that was open. Kind of like hitting the zero in roulette, huh? Uh, well, or the double zero or the triple zero. It, it, it was a very lucky thing. And even more lucky, me and my partner happened to be close enough that we were able to get him out what of the What were plane. you doing before then? Drinking. On the job? <laughs> yeah. Huh. And then what happened? Uh, 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 uh. We laughed, and then... Because uh, 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 of the drinking, not the crash. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, what did you do when the crash happened? Uh, well, uh, then Samson says, uh, I think there's about to be a crash. He thinks before the <laughs> before it crash lands. Correct. No, he had a well, premonition. Sorry. No, no, you no. don't have anything about no, no, no. psychics in this, after, Pulowski. After the crash, uh, my partner, Samson... Uh, uh, said, I think there's going to be another crash. 
Okay. And so I, he had a premonition about the train. Correct. Yes. And because um, did, did he know the train timetable? Uh, well, he didn't. Is he just guessing because he was drunk? He claims that he just gets the 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 shine from time to time. I looked over and saw a train directly headed towards the plane, and I thought we should get uh, whatever living beings are in that plane out of the plane. It's my because, thinking. Because also, uh, I, I don't know if it's in my report, the train honked a lot, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is train talk for we do not intend to stop. Mm, Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, as a veteran, I'm here to tell you, they do that. Uh, they, they, they honk they, a lot. They, they do honk a lot. When yes. they're coming towards you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So about my reassignment. Denied. <laughs> Sorry, I this just, is the first act. You're, <laughs> you're going to win me over in the third act. <laughs> Denied. Just, and you're fired. You're yeah. on suspension. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> I know, like the cost. You know, I like the, when they always talk about, like, you know how much it costs the patrol car? And it's like an airplane, and now they got, like, the train and yeah, everything exactly. else. The dirty Brian. I've got, I've got, I've got the mayor. I've got the <laughs> FAA. I've got Amtrak so far up my butt they can see out my armpits. Also, do you know who was in that train? The FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I can't deal with all these MF and FAs in my A. I need your badge and gun and pilot's license on my desk immediately. And give me those tiny tacos. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, uh, I'm going to assign you to the case of who did the COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it. You'll, re you'll reassign. Johnson, you're on the first trip to Wuhan. Uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 4. So, uh, Elon Musk, uh, I don't know heard of him, but he's kind of a you know, entrepreneur, a creator, yeah. and inventor guy. He is. True. I, I know he, him more as the man of the year, but that was yeah, last he, year. Yeah, he built a, apparently built a thing called a Starlink, I guess this is called. Yep. And it's uh, involving uh, talking to stars or something. Yeah. With uh, internet, satellite, satellite, satellite internet. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, world's richest man, as you know, Tesla, all this, right? Genius, right? Oh, no, no, because apparently he didn't think of a fatal flaw with the Starlink. There's some Starlink users reporting a problem. They're not getting service on cold days. Wow, this is bad, too. You can see it. You can see the problem. Yeah, it's a really, it's a big flaw. It's a big, there, it turns out there's a design flaw in the Starlink satellite uh, dish. Yeah, I, I'm hearing words like flaws and my boy, and I'm not, those don't go together. All right, so here, hold on. So, Sorry, so Brian, your hero is made of paper. Um, yeah, I mean, they maybe throws into question everything else he's done, all of his incredible other amazing achievements yep. and the magical Model Y that I drive around every day. I'm having my doubts because apparently he didn't think of everything. So wait, hold on. This is, this is in the satellite that you would uh, uh, affix to your house if you were getting right. the internet? Okay. Oh, the, right. the, uh, the dish. The, the dish. The dish. The dish. Yeah. The dish. Right. These, these geniuses thought they thought of everything. Yeah. Apparently these, when it gets cold. Because these are things that have been around for a while, like like micro satellite dishes. They're they're direct TV and everything. Like like they've they've been. Well, some, uh, yeah. Sometimes they collect snow, and apparently that the dish has a certain kind of a heating amount to it, which heats can help melt the snow, which okay. is cool, right? Great. No, wrong, wrong. No. Bryce, show them the problem with the Starlink. Oh no, <laughs> oh, Starlink. And it's cat problem. <laughs> we were talking about wine crimes. Now we got now we got cat tatra species. So you don't need to change what the you're <laughs> Describe what you're seeing. So there is a Starlink satellite. There's snow all around Fish. it. But uh, uh, yeah, the Starlink yes, yeah. dish, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like mounted collection. to the ground, to the ground. Yeah, or like it's it's roof. land based. By the yeah. way, oh, by the way this uh, this yeah. is when when you roll like a natural twenty on charisma. Like this is the type of problem you have as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so just for uh, for audio listeners, what we are looking at is anywhere between four and five cats. I think there's five. It's, it's a cat five. Yeah, yeah cat five, cat five cat problem. <laughs> That are all in this, and and I presume that that would deter the internet from getting to the dish. 
So, yes, because the dish is warm, it's a snowy roof, five cats decided to sit on top of the Starlink antenna. <laughs> and, uh, and some, he, should, uh, like, he should definitely sell... Like just like a, a a a big piece of rope and call it the Cat Five cable, and then the job is when the cats collect on your on your thing, you just sort of flip it up there, like yeah, there, kitty cat. I did somebody sitting there going, ah, the star. I, I was getting, I was playing my game and it was great. My money, the Netflix, like what the damn it, lot. Like go look at the roof. Like I don't. Let me go check the. T- oh, what the. <laughs> And there's so, just five cats chilling out. So we're looking here that apparently also it attracts some birds. Birds also enjoy the heated uh, the heated perch, which nah. as somebody who has birds, birds love the heated perch that we have in their cage. I would not I would not doubt that wild birds also like it. I see. This is why you're more technologically savvy. To me, I thought somebody was getting ready to, to send a tweet. Stop it. You should. You're ejected. I wish I had an ejector seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, so, uh, apparently that user says that uh, the cats interrupted the streaming of movies, but it didn't shut it down completely. Oh, look at that! But it did slow everything down. Mm. The cats have cancer now. <laughs> Doesn't? It? It's totally from way. Uh, like, does does anybody happen, have any but... picks? No, that's the perfect thing to go after. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we do picks, I, I actually would. I've been obsessed with. Uh, uh, the fingers crossed uh, enthusiasm for the James Webb uh, Space Telescope. The Weber. Uh, apparently, yeah. we are at the point that we can breathe easy, that everything is... Uh, Unfolded. Uh, I, I think there's one more panel to unfold, and that's about that. Yeah, great for bringing that up. Uh, the James Webb Space Telescope has been one of these, on the NASA list of things to get done, has been around forever. This thing was supposed to have launched over 10 years ago. It's ended up costing way, way, way more than we expected to. But the science we'll get from it is going to be pretty awesome. Part of it is it's a humongous ass mirror. That's a scientific term for everybody. That's going to look at space. And in order to do this, they want to be able to block all of the light from, let's say, the sun. So they have this big sun shield which unfurls around it so you're not getting any sun rays going into it or whatever affecting it, which is really, really cool because they want to have it be able to pick up, you know, finite details, you know, so well, exciting. And and, and uh, it, it got even a little bit more bonkers as I read up on it because uh, it's at Lagrange Point 2, which is the side opposite of, like, basically they've parked it in the Earth's shadow, so the Earth is blocking the sun most of the time. But even then, the rest of all that reflected heat is too much for it. So it's just like, uh, let's have uh, five layers of separated foil to, to make it uh, very, very cold so that we can actually see infrared. It's insane. And what we're going to be able to see with this, we have no, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, we're going to see more stunning images of the universe around us. We're going to find out more mysteries. And really, for content for our show, it's great. yeah. And like that is, you look at that thing and you look like, oh, is that done for like? No, that is the unfurled thing, as Brian pointed out. It's got like this five layers of you know to slow down all the the heat, the rays the going towards it, kind of like a big heat sink in a sense. Dude, so yeah, it's exciting. I'm stoked. Well, I'm stoked. Updates. Can't wait to Updates see them will picks. continue. Webbing it. Webinar. All right, uh, uh, guys. I have I have a pick. I would like to discuss this pick with you guys because I feel like uh, uh, it, it's worthy of discussion, and that is the book of Borba Fett on Disney Plus, a spinoff series of The Mandalorian. Andrew, have you watched the book of Boba Fett? No, no, I've not. Not no. okay. Well. Then we will then we'll keep this between the three of us. Do you do you care for spoilers uh on 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 the book of Boba Fett? I'm kind of looking forward to it. I could recuse myself for a couple minutes if then you like. We don't need to discuss it at all. Uh it's interesting. I'm curious to see everybody's thoughts about it. What's your overall take on it? Positive, negative, meh? Uh episode two was much, much better than episode one. Uh, and and yet <laughs> curious decisions. It is it is it is an interesting show. Uh, here's all I'll say about the pilot and Andrew, I know that you will appreciate this. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez for whom I wonder if in his contracts he's like, "Hey, so what's the budget for this?" 
And they're like, oh, it's about a million and a half. And he's like, cool. And I could so spend if, as much or as little of that as I want. Sure. Okay. If you wanted yeah, to I, take my joke. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to make it clear. Yeah. Well, that was my take on the the episode of Mandalorian. Like, I love, I, Rod Rodriguez is a hero of he's, mine. He's a god. He is a movie making god. god. Yeah. But I was like, after watching that, I'm like, man, he can make, he, you know, he can, he can make, you know, 7,000 look like 7 million and he can make 7 million look like 7,000. Yeah. I, I think that there is some parts of that where he is, um, he is a, a, a bit of a liability compared to the production value that goes into or is on the screen in episode two. But even episode two, man, uh, uh, <clears throat> boy, uh, uh, just I, I, I don't know whether or not some of the decisions make me love the show or uh, uh, make me lose faith in it. But, but I presume yeah. I will I will I will harden my 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 resolve the further we go into it yeah i i was when the mandalorian one was like their point i didn't know who directed the episode but i'm like man i'm looking at it i'm looking at like some wide angle lens flares here that i shouldn't be seeing at a nose and man i'm watching the same stormtroopers get killed over and over again this feels like a robert rodriguez movie you know and, and yeah. not not the parts that i love about rodriguez <laughs> you know the things that i go ah okay that's those are your lens flares like abrams i get it and then i go like oh Roderick, i'm like well I don't know that I should. I shouldn't have picked up on that for those reasons. Yeah, uh, uh, but there we go. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm curious about it. Uh, you know, I, I think the only thing I would say is is that uh, we're moving into a pretty rich television season. So uh, I hope it steps it up, or else it might fall off the old schedule. Yeah, I I'll hold off on thoughts. Um, but but I will say that I went on a cultural field trip. I journeyed all the way back to, I believe the year was 2006, and uh, rented Jackass Number Two, and uh, wow, I remember watching that movie in the theater and laughing so hard I cried, uh, and thinking this is a very good, entertaining movie. That's it. Brian, are you are you getting old? Well, you, if I, it's I, I, too I, loud, you're too old, Grandpa. Here's what I genuinely don't know: is how much have I changed versus how much has the world changed? Because there are mm. things in there that were like, "Yep, that's sexual assault." Um, okay, and then you know, it's uh, 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 couldn't do that anymore, and also. Uh, these actors are are young and feel invulnerable. And then meanwhile, I, I now have developed production vision where I can see just how irresponsible so many of the shoots are. And uh, uh, now having said all of that, I, I spent a lot less time laughing. But uh, when I did laugh, it was a total surprise uh, about one third of the time. It was it was it was like, holy cow. And yeah. That's it. I now I, I hear where you come. Like I don't, I don't like like if somebody's like, oh, watch this movie, video of somebody falling down. Like I'm not gonna laugh. I'm like I feel bad for the room. Like I'm very I have empathy. Like that that stuff just doesn't. You know, like oh, look at this take of this person trip. I'm like I don't, I don't misery of other people. Jackass was always different because it was like, hey, hey, you're volunteering for it. They're doing it and they're getting it. What they're getting what they asked for. And that was sort of fine. But I remember like sometimes you'd see sometimes like where you'd be like, man, is that is that crossing the line with like spectators or stuff or whatever? But yeah, I'd be curious to see that, too, because I know that I've never liked anything that was cruel towards people who weren't invited themselves. But I also wonder if I'm really going to just watching somebody get punched in the balls. Does it bring as much joy to me as it does before? Uh, yeah, I, I learned a bit about myself watching it. Also, uh, some 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 of those folks are dead now and that changes things because of their uh, outsized lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Jackass. Uh, wait, is it four coming shoot. out soon? Yeah. 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 Jackass four. They're all back together. Yeah. Apparently and there was, uh, Bam Margera is not, uh, uh, the rumor is that Bam is not allowed. No, that's not a rumor. Set. That's not a rumor. No, he was, he is not going to be in the movie because, because. It, it was a clean set. Uh, many of them have gotten sober. And so they, they required a clean set and, 
Uh, Bam Margera was not uh, willing to do it, although I think he has another version of that story. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's interesting to see them kind of evolve. Like if you look at it now, I mean, if you were going to do the highfalutin ivory tower take, you know, like jackass was truly the clowns of their age, you know, much as uh, medieval clowns, you know, like fell down for the amusement of the populace. So do, uh, uh, you know, all these Ah, people. 2006, there were two things that three things that were very true. One. Iraq definitely had weapons of mass destruction. Two, the subprime mortgage lending would never, never fail. be a problem. And three, uh, uh, jackasses. They would jackass. Yeah. I The thing that kind of, in the movies I had fun, but there were points where you'd watch and you could tell they were CG. Remember there was a couple points like bees and other stuff where you're like, yeah, no, that's completely fake. And you know, there was like the, the fishing for sharks thing. Like, this is not... I don't think this happened the way this they're showing this. Yeah. And I was kind of like, like, eh, like, and I get production and stuff, but I remember points like this, like, this is a little, and you're like, then you're like, well, what else isn't what I thought it was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got a pick. This is a, this, a, just a quick pick. Um, uh, they, they've got a, the, on the, on the PlayStation, they give, they get, they give you free games every month. And one of them right now is dirt five. And, uh, that's a, that's a cool little game. Uh, get some cars, get them a little dirty. <laughs> uh, do a little rally, do some other stuff. It's it's fine. It's a it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, this is how I want I all my video clip game that reviews. out. Somebody clip that out and tweet it to me. Just start it's, it's fine. Cards. It's fine. I like that you, you know got I'm a little dirty. You got you got defensive on the second fine. <laughs> You got like, like you said it's fine, and then heard a voice in your head saying, oh. "Is it?" And you're like, "It's fine, it's fine." Uh, 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 I've been looking for kind of a more casual racing game, and Dirt Five seems to be just friendly enough. The other racing games were too much of a commitment; a little, like they wanted to rush into things a little bit. You needed some casual racing. There's, there's some fast racing. There are some, for example, four or five hundred dollar racing wheels that I'm looking at. But uh, no, I'm I. It's and it's. It's part of the PlayStation Plus thing, so everybody's going to get it for free anyway. But uh, I, I actually dig it, and I say uh, give it a try if you uh, if you're not into racing stuff, because with the with the rally stuff, it's a little more. It's not as precise. You get a little more wiggle room. So there we go. Andrew, got a pick. My pick is I watched this the other night, and I'm like, oh, just watch a couple minutes. I watch a couple more minutes, and I'm like, wow, I just watched the whole thing, and that is the Val Kilmer documentary mm. Val. Oh, Val yeah. Kilmer has, yeah, he's had video, he's been making videos since uh, he was a kid, and he's documented a tremendous amount of his life, and Val Kilmer has gone through, you know, he's always one of those interesting actors who you, everybody, you kind of like Val Kilmer, he's a great actor, you know, he was always a very oddball, and you hear the word sort of difficult or whatever, and he has dealt with, he had like throat cancer, and so when he's in this documentary, and you'll hear him speak, and he has to basically plug the hole in his throat, be able to talk, and then part of the documentary is he has his son do his voiceover for him to explain things. And it's a very interesting sort of who is this guy? Who is this in his own words and seeing who he is? I thought it was I was riveted. I was very fascinated by it. And uh, and it's rough because you see a guy who, you know, is one of the top stars in the world. And then, you know, part of he does now is they show him where he goes around to do the, you know, do the photos and signing autographs sort of thing. And he talks about how. He makes a comment, says, like, you know, like, he says it should be humiliating to have to do this. But he goes, but it's humbling to see all these people show up and see me. And there's like a screening they do of Tombstone. It's some old West you know, ranch where there's tons of people there to go see it and stuff. And you see that people have a love and respect for him. And so I, I thought it was fascinating. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, you know, you just you go like, wow, what a what amazing career this guy's had and uh, complicated. I've heard uh, very, very good things about it. And and whenever we talk about our kind of modern media landscape, and it is certainly a seller's market, like, because there are so many outlets that want stuff like this, uh, I think I, I, I would point to stuff like this as something that I don't know if 10, 15 years ago, it would survive in the kind of way that that this does, like that that it is picked up, that it gets a little bit of a push, uh, and that it just is so readily accessible that at at any moment, you know, people can kind of discover it and everything. So I'm I'm very very glad that this exists. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, 
So I, I, I would just tell people if you're like on the fence, just watch the first 10 minutes and you'll probably it's on it's on uh, Amazon Prime. And I'm like, I'll give it 10 minutes. And I was hooked, pulled in and behind the scenes videos of like, you know, Island of Dr. Moreau with with Marlon oh, Brando, wow. you know, and Where recording the, the camera, the same one on set. And when you hear, yeah, you're recording the camera and arguing with John Frankenheimer, you know, that's in there. Some behind the scenes stuff with Top Gun and some other stuff. And just, just, you know, the trailer, they show a lot of the other celebrities and other celebrities in there, but really you just, you just kind of go like, he is a character. Yeah. He is definitely a character. Oh, real wackadoodle. Nice. I mean, literally a live machine gun. He, he used a live machine gun to create an audition tape for, uh, uh, Full metal jacket, you know, he oh, wanted a part in that, and you see him making this video and then like running around with a machine gun, <laughs> like, holy cow! Wow, wow. very serious actor. Mm. Uh, anyhow, gentlemen, it's been weird. You Watch out for the train. Ah! I saw the whole thing on the James Webb telescope. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.